Hi, and welcome to the Happier You podcast. I'm your host, Bonna Normando. I started this podcast with the goal to inspire people to stop comparing their lives to others and start focusing on making their own journey unique, authentic, and happier. I thought, what if there's a voice out there encouraging people to find happy in our regular everyday lives instead of thinking happiness is something to be purchased, earned, or only for a select few? Each episode is meant to deliver a little bit of sunshine as well as to challenge and inspire you. I'm no expert. I'm just a regular gal who's inviting you on this journey to find the happier you. Hi, happy people, and welcome back. So today we're asking, do New Year's resolutions help or hurt your happiness level? I personally love the fresh start of a new year, the hope and potential that sits in the start of something new. However, I haven't always felt this way. I used to dread the question, what are your New Year's resolutions? I would think I should say lose weight again this year because obviously it worked out so well for me last year. Ah, I really hated that question. Then I switched into my 30-day challenge phase. And that was when every January I chose one small thing that I was going to do for the next 30 days. And this actually worked out quite well for me for quite a few years and would fluctuate between ending mid-February and some years I made it all the way to May. Now, I was lucky because I think of January and September as my fresh starts. So when I made it all the way to May, I thought that was pretty awesome because that was a good chunk of my year until September had my new kick of motivation. My answer to the question, do New Year's resolutions help or hurt your happiness level, honestly depends on how far along your personal growth and happiness journey you are. If you had the mindset like I had of saying something that I wanted but didn't have a plan or a real commitment to, just something that I wished and hoped for, then I think New Year's resolutions can actually hurt your happiness level. I think you can use them to judge yourself and let that inner critic voice take over and have a great time beating you up for yet again missing another goal or setting yourself up for failure. I know you know what I'm talking about, that inner voice, right? I'm sure your own inner critic or bully, whatever you call it, has supplied you with lots of mean phrases over the years based on setting yourself up for failure or missing your New Year's resolutions. This year, I have made goals. And the question I learned to use is, what can you accomplish in 2022 that will make this a great year for you? It's the same idea as a New Year's resolution, sort of, but for me, it allows me to look ahead and not just focus on how I'm going to fix my life in January. I look at the whole year and I think, what will I be proud of having done, completed, or started by December 2022? I know for those of you who are like the old me, that is totally a foreign concept. How am I ever going to know what this year is going to hold? Well, that's the best part. You don't know anything for certain, but by taking the time to figure out what you would like to accomplish, achieve, learn, discover, experience, or maybe even let go of, you're changing your focus and setting your intention for the year. You're not done there, but that's where you want to start. This list could have two things. It might have eight things, but taking the time to think about the year ahead and what will make it a great year accomplishes three things. One is you're actually looking ahead at the whole year and taking an active role in your life. Two, when you set this intention for the year, you have positive things to focus on. I know you already know how to do this because you probably do it for the holidays when you plan ahead. 
Look ahead and figure out what you need to do. Have you heard of SMART goals when they're specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound? And lastly, you add anticipation into your life. And if you haven't been listening to the podcast for very long, anticipation is one of the happiness tools that I like to talk about. Studies have shown that people have more pleasure in the anticipation and the preparation for thinking about an exciting event than they actually experience during the event. So we want to use this anticipation to your advantage and enjoy the planning and preparing to achieve or accomplish whatever you set out to do this year. All right, so now let's address the elephant in the room. What if you don't achieve all the goals you set for yourself? That can seriously hinder your happiness and give that mean voice in your brain lots of ammunition. But that's not going to happen this year. Do you know why? Because you're going to stick with me this year and we're going to work on developing these three skills. One, and you've heard me say it many, many times, self-compassion. This is the ability to be a good friend to yourself, to support yourself through disappointment and tough stuff. This happiness tool I call a superpower. And once you learn to love yourself through the ups and downs of life, you will find greater happiness, acceptance, and love for yourself and others while you do this. The second thing, we are going to learn how to embrace failure as a way to learn instead of letting it be the end of the story. As Jim Quick says in his book, Limitless, there is no such thing as failure, only a failure to learn. So what if you don't accomplish all your goals this year? Are you closer to them than if you hadn't set that goal or set that intention at all? You are. And number three, we're celebrating the small wins. Every step you take towards the big goal is a win. Remember, if you do one push-up today, it's more than you did yesterday. If you run a 5K this year but don't achieve your 10-kilometer goal, that's not a failure. That's a win. Celebrating all the small steps to your larger goal is important. And all we do is learn from our experiences and change the date on our goal. We keep moving towards it and celebrating all the wins along the way. I know you feel skeptical about these skills. And part of the reason I started this podcast is encourage people to learn to love and accept themselves for who they are right now. I believe it's important to love yourself through the process. I started this podcast because I wanted to motivate regular everyday people like myself If I can share my humble lessons and learning curve with you, I figure you might think, well, if she can do it, so can I. I just personally wasn't resonating with so many people I was listening to in my podcast. They made it sound easy or clinical or something that just didn't click for me. So what I'm hoping is that just a regular person like me taking these theories and sharing how they worked for me or taking my screw ups... (laughs) and sharing how I learned from them could maybe motivate you to try as well. So on that theory, let me share what happened when I wrote a letter to myself last year and set goals that I decided would make 2021 a great year. Guess what happened? I did not achieve them all. But what I experienced is what I described earlier. I learned which ones really spoke to me. I celebrated progression on some big goals that scared me And I loved having something to keep me focused on what was important to me. Okay, so do you want to know one of the goals? (laughs) This is going to sound funny to a lot of you, but I wanted to get my taxes done on time. It is something I had missed doing the last two years and it upset me. So I made it my focus for the beginning of the year and I broke that goal down into small steps to make sure I would get there. Now, 
I still left the final submission to the last day of the deadline, but I did it. And I do feel like it was a success for me. And I'm super proud of myself. I'm really proud because I brought that skeleton out of the closet and I dealt with it. I was ashamed of myself the two previous years. So that was a really big deal for me. Another goal was making it through our international move successfully. I know this sounds like a crazy goal because the move was going to happen no matter what, but I wanted it to happen with my family's morale and happiness intact and for us to be stronger and closer because of it. It was a super stressful experience last summer, and because that was one of my goals I was focusing on and looking forward to, I made some tough decisions And one of them was to take the summer off from the podcast. I was so worried that if I stopped and lost my momentum, that I wouldn't pick it back up. But because that was one of my success goals, I realized that I needed to downsize my competing demands. In my work life, same thing. I handed off files because I knew that the move was going to take more out of me than I could juggle with work, the podcast, and supporting our family through the move. I don't regret any of those decisions, and I honestly believe that by setting that intention and answering the question, what would make 2021 a great year, I had the forethought to look ahead and figure out how I was going to successfully navigate that event, or at least how could I best handle it based on what I knew. Now, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a smooth move. Um, lots of different things went wrong, but I was super proud of how I handled it and the fact that I made those decisions ahead of time that I could better deal with what came at us on the fly during the move. Now, I did not make all of my goals, but instead of beating myself up, I took it as a learning curve. I look back on the goals I set and didn't make, and I acknowledge that I progressed on them because I set them as goals. I didn't achieve them So I expressed gratitude for the learning experience, and then I changed the date that I was going to achieve them. I think I was able to do this because I am determined to employ self-compassion in my life. I'm embracing the belief that I win, I learn, but I never, ever lose. I can turn all my experiences into learning opportunities if I allow that. And because I have learned to celebrate all the small wins along the way to my big goals, it's not a total write-off. I've learned and progressed And what I got wrong was the date. That's it. Now, can you see how those three things can totally take New Year's goals, resolutions, plans, whatever you want to call them, and turn them into happiness boosters? Life is happier when you set and work towards things that matter to you. It is happier when you realize that not achieving them on the date you set doesn't mean failure. Life is happier when you are a kind friend to yourself instead of letting that bully in your head take over. And finally, life is happier when you accept that you are doing the best you can with what you have and that life is a journey to be embraced and not avoided. So what do you think? Do New Year's resolutions help or hurt your happiness level? Your challenge this week is to ask yourself the question, what can you accomplish in 2022 that will make this a great year for you? Don't be afraid of your 2022 goals. Let yourself anticipate and enjoy the journey. This year, I promise we're going to work on developing your self-compassion, celebrating the small wins, and viewing failure as a sign that we're putting ourselves out there and we're making progress. I know you've got this. Your 2022 goals can contribute to your happier if you choose to let them. 
All right. Today's quote is something I found in my journal from January 28th, 2021. And I'm pretty proud of myself for having written this one. So I'm going to share this with you. We get to choose our mindset every day. Some days are harder than others. But if we keep trying and keep connecting to our inner light, we will grow towards our full potential. Before I let you go, this is just a friendly reminder that our 21 Day Happiness Challenge starts in a couple of weeks. We're starting on the 31st of January, 2022. Our challenge is 21 days of adding tools into your happiness toolbox. It is meant to be a fun way to expose you to different ideas and activities that can help you boost your happiness. You will leave with 21 different things you can do in your own life daily or whenever you need them to take charge of your happiness. We even have a workbook for you to track your progress and log your daily activities. Some will be easier than others, but they're all meant to give you tools you can use throughout the rest of the year to keep your happiness top of mind. I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can sign up or you can just visit us on our website at thehappieryou.net and go to the 21 day challenge page. Make sure you sign up early as I send out the resources and some tips to make the best of the challenge the week before. If you know anyone that might want to join us, invite them along. We are all on our own journeys, but everyone deserves to find their happier. We are stronger together. All right, Team Happy, this week, choose happy. Now go and get your happy on. Do New Year's resolutions, do New Year's (laughs) resolutions, okay, I know you're feeling skeptical, skeptical, (laughs) okay, I know you feel skeptical, and there we are again, how crazy is that? Hey, this is just a quick reminder, if you know anyone that could use more happiness in their life, please share the podcast with them. The whole point of doing this is to create more happiness in the world. And the more people we empower to find their personal happiness, the more happiness we have to spread around. So please take a minute and share the episode.